Welcome to our Torah podcast. It's a special podcast regarding Yom Tif of Pesach, the upcoming holiday. I talk a little bit about the important ideas of Pesach regarding Chometz and Matzah. You know, although the Torah, there are several prohibited um, food dietary laws in the Torah, we find Chometz in some ways is the most severe of them all. Normally, non-kosher food, when you non-kosher meat, is prohibited to eat, but there's no prohibition to derive benefit from it. You're allowed to feed it to your dog, for example. All the more so, you're certainly allowed to own it. Then there are certain types of foods that are prohibited to derive benefit from also. For example, milk and meat, which are cooked together, not only is it prohibited, prohibited to eat, but you're not allowed to derive benefit. A person, for example, may not own a non-kosher restaurant that serves milk and meat cooked together, since he's making money from the milk and meat. But Pesach, the prohibition of chametz goes a step further. Not only can we not eat it, not only can we not derive benefit from it, we're also not allowed to own the chametz during Pesach. There's a prohibition by you may not have chametz in your possession at all during Pesach. See, why is it that the Torah is so stringent regarding this halacha of chametz? Especially considering the fact we understand why we eat matzah, because when the Jewish people left Mitzrayim, left Egypt, their bread didn't have a chance to rise. So therefore, we eat the matzah commemorating the exodus. But that would hardly be reason why we're not allowed to eat chametz, and all the more so why the prohibition carries such a heavy penalty, such a, such a, such a, the penalty is, is eating kores, but it's also there's such a heavy prohibition that we can't even own it at all. What's the significance of that? So many of the commentaries try to find in chametz and matzah much more than just the mere eating itself of, the, of certain types of foods, prohibited and permitted and required. The Gemara and Brachas tells us that chametz, in some ways, is compared to the Yitzharat, the evil inclination. The Gemara tells one of the rabbis would conclude the Amida, saying that the Kaddish Baruch Hu, our inner desire is to fulfill your desire. And what is it, Ma'akavtana, what is it that prevents us from doing so? The source should be Isa, the chametz in the dough. That's what prohibits us, that's what prevents us from fulfilling what we're supposed to be doing, our proper job of filling the will of Hashem. What exactly is the connection between chametz and the Yetzirah, the evil inclination? There's several interpretations. One of the interpretations is, though, that chametz presents itself as something which is very phony, something which is very fake. In other words, really, the chametz and the matzah have the same ingredients. They're both made primarily of flour and water. Yet the chametz presents itself as something so delectable, such a delicious fragrance, and just the, the, the feeling and just the taste. It's, it, there's something just that the person passes by the baking, the fragrance of baking bread. He can begin to salivate just, to, just, just thinking about the taste. Matzah doesn't have that same quality. Matzah is very simple. It's just, it's just a plain, flat, hard, crispy type of food. Even in the olden times when it used to be a little thicker, then it wasn't as perhaps crispy as it is today. But again, it's very, very simple. You would have thought that the simple food perhaps would take much less effort to make than the chametz. But the opposite is the case. The chametz, you take the flour and the water and you let it sit by itself. And by itself, it pretty much rises. And that's where the fermentation process, leavening process takes effect. It rises and becomes soft, and that's what gives the, the bread, so to say, its life. 
The matzah, on the other hand, simple as it is, requires a tremendous amount of effort. Anybody's ever been to baking at the baking at a at the baking of a of a matzah bakery? I'll see how literally from the moment that the flour touches the water, they're so busy mixing the dough, then kneading the dough, then flattening the dough and rolling the dough and making perforating the dough. And just one thing after another, after another, after another, the whole process has to take under 18 minutes. Now, it seems interesting that that which is simpler and that which seems to be so doesn't really seem to take much effort. In reality, it takes much more effort than the chametz which sits by itself. You sit by itself, and, let's, and it just grows by itself pretty much. There's an interesting point in that. I'll never forget an interesting piece of advice a Rebbe of mine once said in third grade. He said, tell us, my students, I want to tell you an important lesson in life. The easiest thing in life is to get into trouble. And the most difficult thing is to get out of it. And there's a lot of truth to that. Without much effort, a person can get into so much trouble. And when a person finds himself in hot water, though, to get out of that water, the chuva process or whatever it might take, that, that's a lot, more, a lot more difficult. And therein lies the difference between chametz and the matzah. The chametz presents itself as something that really, it really isn't. and doesn't take much effort. And that's the way the Yitzhara works, too. The evil inclination works. It presents something. It makes uh, something look so delectable. It's, but it's, in reality, it's a mirage. Some, so many of the things that the person might lust after. It, it just it thinks, oh, if only I had that, if only I had this, I would be so happy. It would be so, it would be so enjoyable. And perhaps on a little bit of level, on a, on a superficial level, momentarily, it's true. There might be some element of pleasure. But very quickly, a person comes to the realization and the recognition that there's that it's that's not like that at all. It's not like that. There's much more. There, there, that's, that, that's, that feeling of of gratification flies by very, very quickly, very easily. Something of value, something that something that gives a person a deeper sense of satisfaction, takes effort. It doesn't come easily. Certainly we can do small little things else, give a smile to somebody and feel feels gratified. But there's a sense of, of feel satisfaction, of joy that comes with that. But a person makes an effort, really try to, try to put, makes the best effort that he possibly can to work hard on a project, and after he's, he's successful, there's a tremendous amount of satisfaction from the hard work. The hard work itself brings the satisfaction. That's one of the differences between chomets and matzah. Pesach comes... Chametz is prohibited. The Chametz itself, we don't. That Hashem is teaching us that don't just go for things that are little, that are easy, that don't take any effort at all. That stems from the Yitzhara. We have to make matzah on Pesach. The idea of matzah is something that takes a tremendous amount of effort. You want to succeed in life. You want to be successful. You want truth. You want something a deeper sense of satisfaction. That comes from effort, from putting through, putting forth hard work. Well, it's only through hard work that a person can really feel that sense of accomplishment. It's interesting because although the matzah, again, takes effort, the chametz does not, because on Pesach we have to rid our houses of chametz, we have to go through a tremendous amount of work to rid our houses of the chametz. The chametz itself does not take much effort to make, but to rid the house of chametz takes a tremendous amount of effort. 
You have to do cleaning and you have to do the searching and then destroying. It takes work because that's the idea. To get into trouble is quite easy, but to get out of the trouble is a lot more difficult. We clean our houses for the Pesach, we clean our houses of the Chametz in order to be able to move the Chametz from our house. We recognize the effort that it takes when you don't, when a person doesn't take precautionary measures initially. He has the Chametz, then you have to, to clean up the mess afterwards takes a tremendous amount of effort. And if the goal is, as just like during Pesach, we eat the Matzah, which takes effort also. But the effort of Matzah prevents us from falling into the traps, falling into the, falling into the web, so to say, of the eight Sahara, of the evil inclination. Ultimately, that's the idea of freedom too. <clears throat> freedom is not merely something that a person can do what he wants to do. Anarchy is also a person can do what he wants to do. That's hardly freedom. Anarchy is the beginning of self-destruction. Slavery too is not merely being enslaved to another person's will. A person can be enslaved to his own personal desires also. And addiction is the worst type of a slavery. A person is enslaved literally at some point in time, maybe he's made of a slavery to, to cigarette smoking, for example, to alcohol or to drugs or whatever it might be. Initially, there might be pleasure, there might be enjoyment in it. But at some point in time, when addiction takes over, the person loses self-control and they're no longer able to eat or is no longer able to control their appetite of what they want to eat, what they want to drink, what they want to smoke, etc. Although initially it may have been tremendous pleasure, after a short period of time, it, there's, there's a certain sense of disgust. And the person wants to give it up, but they can't because they've been enslaved. They're enslaved to the addiction. That's the Yitzhara. Pesach, we celebrate freedom. Freedom is the capability of being able to break our will to be able to break that addiction, to be able to break free and to be able to do what we really want to do, to be able to, <coughs> to, be able to fulfill that, the inner desire, not merely that desire that, that, that it's entrapped us, but to be able to use our intellect, to use our mind to come to make the proper type of decisions, what it is that I really want, not just what I'm being led to be able to, to do because I have no choice in the matter at all. That's the understanding of that's the understanding of Pesach. Zaman Chirusein, the holiday of our freedom. The holiday of our freedom, the Yom Tif of Pesach, is when we celebrate through hard work, the hard work of cleaning a house for Pesach, the hard work for baking the matzah. Good things, the most important things in life, come with tremendous amount of work, tremendous amount of labor. And when we accomplish those things, when we over to over to overcome the different things that pull us every which direction, the, the things that we know get us into trouble, things that we really don't want to do, but we're forced to because we're, we're enslaved to, a, to, a, to the, that addiction. That's the Pesach. That's the, the message of Pesach. The ability of being able, through the matzah, through the hard work of the matzah, to avoid falling into the traps of chametz, of the Yetzirah. And by so doing, we can truly celebrate what freedom is all about. The mitzvah of Pesach is the celebration of being able to really do what we want to do rather than what we put ourselves into position when we lost our free will, we lost our ability of being able to make the right type of choices in life. Wishing everybody a Chag Kosher Sameach, happy and kosher Pesach, and may we be able to truly enjoy 
the message of Pesach, totally enjoy what freedom is all about. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.